Hello, and welcome to Bruce World, How I See Things. If you haven't guessed it, I'm Bruce, Bruce Handler. And with each episode, I plan to discuss a thought-provoking topic and, of course, share my point of view. To talk about humans and the interesting things we do, maybe teach you a thing or two, share some facts that are really true, and make you laugh at least once before I'm through. Hello, and welcome to episode seven of my podcast, officially titled Chiropractic Medicine, A Skeptical Skeptic's View, and this is no time for me to be spineless. I also thought of titling this episode, Snap, Crackle, and Pop, Is Chiropractic Medicine All That It's Cracked Up To Be? Well, based on both of these titles, I'm sure you can see where I'm headed without needing a compass or Google Maps. Now, I would consider this podcast to be somewhat of a public service announcement because before you or a family member or friend consider seeing a chiropractor, I think you should have relevant and important information to help you make an informed decision, to help you go into this with your eyes wide open. And at the end of the day, the choice is still yours and theirs to make. So let's cut to the quick. First of all, because this is a fairly serious topic, I will be limiting my humorous quips. But it would not be a Bruce World episode if I didn't throw in a pinch of sarcasm, some spoonfuls of cynicism, and a pun here and there. Now, I know this episode will be my most controversial to date, But from time to time, I feel a need to stir and bend and twist things up a bit. And I do clearly have opinions about this particular topic that I feel compelled to share. Knowing that some of you won't be in alignment with my views and might think that my brain is in need of a major adjustment. Now, the last time I checked, which was fairly recently, I'm not a chiropractor. I never played one on television or in any theater production. Nor do I think I've ever watched one on television. In fact, has there ever been a chiropractor TV show? I don't think so. Which in and of itself might just be telling us something. So anyway, I have had a few treatments by a chiropractor some years ago. And I remember that after my first treatment, I was immediately escorted into this fancy office. And I was shown some really professional-looking brochures with lots of young and healthy-looking people in them. And I would say the experience quickly became comparable to sitting in that finance office at a car dealership, listening to all the options and packages and add-on services that they had to offer. And I guess dealerships and chiropractors do have one common option to try and sell you, which would be rust-proofing one's frame. Anyway, after about 30 minutes of lecturing about all the options and being introduced to multiple staff members who were all smiles and high energy, it was highly recommended that I start with something like several visits an annual supply of vitamins, and weekly massage treatments. Now, this was decided after just one visit in which only 10 minutes was spent asking me about my pain issues 
and no other diagnostics were used. Well, I ended up feeling worse than when I started my visit because I developed a major league headache. So I ended the sales pitch and just said, I have to run, even though due to my back pain, I could barely walk. I told them I'd think about their package deal and get back to them, but after two more treatments, that didn't seem to give me anything but very temporary relief. I ended my chiropractic visits. So what other experience do I have with the chiropractic profession? Well, I've probably watched hundreds of hours of various chiropractic treatment videos on YouTube by quite an assortment of chiropractors. Sometimes I watch them because they relax me, as I mentioned in my last podcast on ASMR. And I also watch them because I was entertained by their diagnostic and treatment approaches and discovered some interesting patterns and eye-opening revelations. More on that later. Now, if I had a nickel for how many times people told me over the years to go see a chiropractor because they knew I had a bad back, I would probably have enough nickels to buy at least one Bitcoin. Well, maybe not the entire coin, but at least more than a few bits of a Bitcoin. So given that many people have tried over the years to influence me to see chiropractors to treat my back, and that I'm very much research-oriented, I decided to do my homework, and I read my fair share of articles on this particular topic from well-respected journals, university publications, and mainstream news magazines, and was surprised and at times stunned by what I learned. Now, if you put your time machine hats on for a moment... I want to take you back in history, over 100 years, actually pre-1900, and talk about the origins of chiropractic medicine. And no, I am not making this stuff up, nor is this just mumbo-jumbo, fake news, or something that some nut on the internet decided to publish on his own. These are well-known and documented details. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? So here we go. Now the fact of the matter is that the origination of chiropractic medicine is so bizarre that I have to use the word medicine very, very, very loosely, if not laxly, in this particular context, which I'm confident you will understand why. In a moment, the infamous founder of chiropractic medicine was Daniel David Palmer, and I'll refer to him as Didi for short. So Didi was known as a magnetic healer in the late 1800s, and his claim to fame that kickstarted the chiropractic profession was that, according to him, he was able to make a deaf man regain his hearing simply by adjusting his spine. A cracking of the back. And the rest is history. As over time, Didi and his son BJ continued to work on chiropractic theories and they developed a thriving profession as they opened up chiropractic schools that still exist to this day. So are you ready to question this practice yet? Maybe a little bit? Well, hang on. There's more. 
You see, Didi was an avid spiritualist. And for those who listen to my podcast that discuss the paranormal, you know what a skeptic I am about that particular topic. Well, believe it or not, Didi maintained that the notion and basic principles of chiropractic treatment were literally passed along to him, not through some form of experimentation, study the body, or research, but during a seance. Yes, I said a seance. By a long-dead doctor, as in a deceased person, as in someone who is six feet under. Is this possibly raising any concerns for you? Hold on. Here comes some more. Now, I gave you a hint earlier when I mentioned the title Magnetic Healer. Not something you hear every day. So, before learning of spinal adjustments from a supernatural entity, a.k.a. a dead person, Didi spent nine years as a practitioner of what was known as magnetic healing, in which he would diagnose and cure ailments by manipulating a magnetic field surrounding the patient's body. Now, my understanding is that these magnetic healing treatments consisted of a patient lying down while Didi put his hands above and below the person so his magnetism could flow into his patients, who he claimed he could cure of a number of ailments. P.S. There is zero, nada, no evidence that magnetic healing of any kind has ever worked, cured any ailment, not even the teeny tiniest bit. And it is said that Didi took advantage of people who were weak-minded, uneducated, desperate, and had little money. You just can't make this stuff up, and I haven't. So keep this in mind, that this is the founder of chiropractic medicine. Side note. So as I was researching magnetic healing, I happened upon these really nice looking magnetic bracelets guaranteed to improve one's golf game and cure their arthritis. Although it wouldn't take much to improve my golf game. I did end up buying the bracelet, but not in the hopes that it could take strokes off my golf score or cure my arthritis, which by the way is in my hips and not in my hands or wrist. I simply purchased it because I thought it looked very unique and cool and was reasonably priced. Now, if while wearing it, I do suddenly get better at golf or I'm suddenly able to heal people or do backflips, I'll be sure to let you know all about this in a future podcast. Okay, let's jump ahead to something else that is serious and may get you to think twice about chiropractors, or as I will refer to them throughout the rest of this podcast, as Kairos for short. So what I'm about to share is quite concerning and actually has to do with anti-vaxxers. And for those who don't know what an anti-vaxxer is, it's not the name of a superhero, but quite the opposite. These are people, and I use the term limply, who believe that vaccines are unsafe and infringe on their human rights. They typically deny the existence or validity of the science that supports their use for the general population. And I looked it up and found another term for anti-vaxxer, and it's nutbucket. Now, did you know that chiros are known to be anti-vaxxers and have been since the beginning of this vocation? 
Now, I don't want to paint this with too broad of a brush and say by any means that all people in this so-called profession are anti-vaxxers. However, given this is a so-called medical profession, it's shocking to me to find information showing that there are a fair number of chiros who are indeed anti-vaxxers. So, despite the irrefutable evidence that the benefits of vaccinations far outweigh the potential for harmful side effects, which are extremely rare and have absolutely no proven connection to autism, a fair number of chiros simply do not believe in vaccinations, will not recommend them to their patients, but will place an emphasis on vaccination risks rather than benefits, and recommend spinal manipulative therapy instead which they claim strengthens the immune system and thus renders vaccinations superfluous, also known as unnecessary. And it was not that long ago that a keynote speaker at an International Kairos Association annual conference, who is not only known as one of the most vocal anti-vaxxers in the world, but published a subsequently discredited and retracted study linking vaccines to autism and who was stripped of his license for ethical violations. But other than that, I hear he was an all-around good guy and fun at parties. And did you know that as recently as last year in Hartford, Connecticut, it was reported that Kairos showed up in large numbers to protest a bill that would have made it harder for parents to leave their kids unvaccinated. Now, another thing that I feel is important to cover on this topic that might possibly make you a little skeptical, and think twice or three times about Kairos is how many will go beyond the treatment for which the practice was intended. You'll find various lists indicating what this chiropractice is mainly intended to treat. So I think I'm being fair, if not a bit generous, by including all of the following. The treatment of back, neck, shoulder, and knee pain, and other joint pains and issues, all different types of headaches, sciatica, and sacroiliac pain. Try saying that a couple of times. Now, that's a fairly comprehensive list, but not long enough for a number of chiros who are willing to claim, like the snake oil salesman did back over a century ago, that they can cure almost anything. That their adjustments can cure some or all of the following. Diabetes, osteoporosis, anxiety, depression, high blood pressure, infertility, scoliosis, urinary and irritable bowel issues, and even a good old-fashioned ear infection. But what's most scary and reckless are the chiros that have gone public and claimed that their alignments will boost your immune system and help you fight cancer and protect you from COVID. And if you haven't guessed it, you won't find scientific evidence or well-respected research to clearly, definitively, and fully support these claims. I'm surprised that I haven't seen any ads by chiropractors that state they can also cure baldness, aging, or obesity. Not to say there isn't one or more claiming these cures out there somewhere. Now, in addition to chiro alignment and adjustment services, many chiros are pushing other profit makers with the biggest by far being the selling of vitamins and supplements. And again, at times, it goes along with suggestions that they have the power to cure whatever ails you and or will boost your immune system and therefore protect you from various illnesses. 
What also concerns me about Kairos is their reputation for not turning patients away or suggesting they seek other medical help or medication or use other diagnostic tools like an MRI to determine the potential for more serious issues. But instead, they pretty much tell those who seek them out that they would benefit from Cairo adjustments. And they mainly base this need on some basic patient information, possibly an x-ray or two, although it's amazing that Cairos don't seem to follow any standard diagnostic approach and are literally all over the place when it comes to their belief in the use of x-rays. You have some that are never using them, to others that always use them, and then a number of people in between. Now, ironically, basic x-rays generally can't even tell a Cairo if there are certain issues that Cairo medicine is intended to treat. They may also ask a patient to perform certain movements, like walking and bending. And again, chiros are very inconsistent in their diagnostic approach in this space, although one diagnostic practice that seems quite popular is the use of the which leg is shorter test. And trust me, they seem to always discover that one is shorter than the other, as seen on endless Cairo YouTube videos. How ironic that they then indicate how this finding shows you are out of alignment and need an adjustment. Now, beyond the which leg is shorter test, my favorite diagnostic tool is known as the Nervoscope. Sounds pretty fancy, looks pretty cool, and it's often seen being used on a number of Cairo YouTube videos to allegedly detect small differences in temperature on the two sides of the spine. Now, I must admit, after seeing how nifty it looked, I wanted to have one. I mean, how many people could say they had a nervoscope? And how much fun would it be to try it out on people at your next party? But boy, are they expensive, even the used ones. So, for now, no nervoscope for me. Now, there are chiros who don't want to invest in this tool either, so they just use their hands and move them up and down each side of your spine and look for a temperature difference. Oh, by the way, I couldn't find any scientific evidence supporting the effectiveness of this diagnostic technique or tool, but I could find information to the contrary, and this whole temperature thing is based on beliefs from the Palmer family. Pushed by Dee Dee and BJ, Dee Dee Palmer's son, starting in the 1920s. Heard enough? Well, one last thing about these YouTube videos that's concerning, and this is not the case for all of them or for all Kairos, but regardless of the variety of presenting issues, the patient's unique history, and or any diagnostics that are done, so often the treatments don't seem to vary accordingly, but instead seem to be the same or very similar. So what's the bottom line here? Well, I have to say, first of all, I apologize for having gone all this time, and I haven't clearly defined the purpose of Cairo medicine, which is defined as a pain relief alternative for muscles, joints, bones, and connective tissue, including cartilage, ligaments, and tendons. Now, Cairo's use a hands-on spinal manipulation and other alternative treatments to properly align the body's 
musculoskeletal structure, particularly the spine, to enable the body to heal itself, to restore mobility without surgery or medication. All sounds well and good, right? But in addition to everything I've shared up to this point, the fundamental problem is that the core concepts of chiromedicine, subluxation, and spinal manipulation are considered to not be based on sound science. With the possible exception of back pain, and even then, the adjustments are shown to be only somewhat effective at best. And chiropractic spinal manipulation has not been shown to be effective for any other medical condition, with the exception of there being some evidence, although not quite strong, that adjustments can ease some neck pain and headaches on a temporary basis. A 2016 federal U.S. audit concluded that more than 80% of Medicare payments to chiropractors were for medically unnecessary procedures. Yet, it's reported that for basic neck pain, chiros on average will ask to see you for 25 treatments. So, do chiro treatments provide any pain relief? Sure. There are people who can feel some relief after a treatment, but it's generally not long-lasting, can even be more psychological than physical relief, and is not known to resolve the underlying issue. And it should be no surprise that some people just get better on their own. And why is it that chiros like to use such fancy terms when talking to their patients, which they often don't even define, like vertebral subluxation complex, chiropractic lesion, vertebral blockage, intervertebral joint motion, contracture, Cox flexion distraction technique, annulus, dorsalgia, dynamic thrust, and cavitation just to name a few, and I know I may mispronounce some of those. Now, I won't give Kairos that hard a time for the use of the fancy terms, but I will say this. I hope I have you at least thinking about your medical options and that you might want to consider seeing your primary care physician, an orthopedic surgeon, or a medical doctor with expertise in pain management. Now, I recommend these medical options to deal with most back, neck, or joint pains or headaches in various musculoskeletal conditions because they will help you get at the underlying cause of the problem and then know how best to treat it. And it's also often the case that they will suggest the need for physical therapy. Ironically, a proven practice that follows standard methods, tools, and techniques offers no fancy gimmicks or package deals, and is based on scientific and medical evidence. Well, if this podcast leaves you asking, so when should I go to a chiropractor? Well, that's like asking if you go to a tarot card reader as a compliment to your psychiatrist. Simply put, there is scant medical evidence that a chiropractor is your best treatment option for anything. That was a quote by Yvette d'Entremont, who is a well-known speaker and author that is dedicated to clearing up misinformation about science, food, and nutrition, and who has degrees in chemistry and forensic science and has written about chiropractors. 
So thanks for stopping by, and thanks for listening, if you're still awake. I hope you were entertained, maybe learned something new, smiled a time or two, and here's to having at least an okay day. And if you don't, that you have what it takes to make it through. This is Bruce from Bruce World, The Way I See Things, and I hope you'll join me for my next episode.